All too often, our happiest memories are packed away in the hard-to-reach places. But when you find something long forgotten, you rediscover what you knew all along. the story of a town that had forgotten, and the one magical winner that made everyone remember. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul, with a corncob pipe and a button nose, and two eyes made out of coal. Frosty the snowman is a fairy tale, they say. He was made of snow, but the children know that he came to life one day. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be. And the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me. Hello everyone! Welcome to the Christmas episode of the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. I am once again joined by my neighbors from the north, from the Canadian movie crew, Derek and Mark. Hi. Of course. Hello gentlemen. If you want to be on okay. the Christmas show, you get people from the country where it snows the most. And yes. where Santa lives, by the way. He, it's 80 degrees here. Yeah. I don't know what that is in Celsius. If they Not, were doing a live action version of this, it would be shot in Canada. That's all I'm saying. No, it, it would be. be. I, I disagree, sir, but we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. I wanted to put out a Christmas episode, and I thought, you know what? Burt Reynolds narrates this Frosty the Snowman sequel? Prequel? I Sequel? I don't know. And I thought, you know what? I'll just watch it, and I'll just bang out a... Bang out a podcast for Christmas, and I watched it. I'm like, holy shit, I need help. <laughs> yeah, you do. Because <laughs> there's no way I could have talked about this by myself. I could not convey what this is by myself. I needed more input. So that's why, I, and actually, I want to thank you guys. I called both of these gentlemen pretty last minute, and they were able to jump in and do this. So I, I will be able to get this out for Christmas. And so, have both you guys seen the original Frosty? Well, of course. Yeah. Who yeah. hasn't? By it's the way, required viewing in Canada. That's. Uh... <laughs> by by the way, eighty degrees Fahrenheit is twenty four degrees Celsius, which is summer weather for us. Yeah, I'd be in so, shorts. Fuck you. All right, so I'm gonna make a connection here okay. between my podcast and your podcast that Ooh, we've right. all been on. The voice of the original Frosty the Snowman was a comedian called Jackie Vernon, and he was in the Microwave Massacre, which we oh did on your podcast. He was Whoa. the lead lead actor in that. So the lead actor in the Microwave Massacre was the voice of one of our most beloved Christmas television characters. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, if you wow. haven't heard of Mid... Uh, was it a Microwave Massacre? Microwave Massacre. Yeah, don't. Check that out on the Canadian Movie Crew. We did that yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years ago, but... Yeah, it's, listen, it's listen to our podcast, but don't watch the movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, yeah. One of those, it's one of those rare occurrences. We want you to listen to our podcast, but, but don't do don't watch the movie. It's not. We'll give you everything you need, I think, and a bunch of stuff you don't, so... We're talking about, we haven't even said, we're talking about The Legend of Frosty the Snowman, a 2005 straight-to-DVD movie. Oh, five, really? It wasn't straight-to-DVD. It wasn't. Was, no, this was on television. It and, was. And I know yeah. because I because I watched it. I remember this movie. Wow. Again, again, required viewing in Canada, so... Yeah, no, anything no, because... Because <laughs> I remember I was living at home. It was about to be Christmas time. You, you get that sort of Christmas feeling where you want to watch some Christmas stuff, and Frosty the mm-hmm. Snowman was coming on. I thought it was the original Frosty the Snowman. Turns out it was Legend of the Frosty the Frosty the Snowman. This movie. There's Frosty the Snowman, the original. 
Then there's the return of Frosty yes. the Snowman. And then there's this movie. So yeah. this is the, the the Frosty the Snowman trilogy. Yeah, yeah. God. I, I heard next year they are going to do Frosty the Snowman Ends and just kind of put it to bed, right? Like the Frosty the yes. Snowman Ends. They're gonna, the resurrection of Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, Frosty they're gonna, Resurrection. Yeah, they're going to throw him into a, a, a meat grinder after Jamie Lee Curtis pushes a refrigerator <laughs> up there. And then in 2028, they're just going to have one called Frosty. That's just Frosty. a whole reboot. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And somehow Rob Zombie will end up doing it. I don't yeah. know why, how, but you know. <laughs> no, I saw this. I, I only watched the first ten minutes because everything else, because I figured I, I, I knew the rest of the story. I was close. Um, so I turned it off because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> so this this yeah. is an hour long, and uh, I think on standard or traditional yeah. television, you could really do like an hour and a half block on TV with commercials. I don't know if they cut things out for the for the TV release or not. Well, no, this is this or? is seventy five minutes, so I'm guessing oh. that it was like a two hour with commercials. Oh yeah, with commercials, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Every five minutes, you get two and a half. So I don't know. I only watched the first ten, so I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> but I oh man, I I remember this one because when I first started up. He said, like, Burt Reynolds to play the narrator. And I was like, okay, okay, I hear the voice. And I'm like, this seems oddly familiar. And then I see the little boy, Tommy Tinkerton, I think is the name. Yeah, Tommy yeah. Tinkerton, yes. And I was like, I've seen this. <laughs> and then I remember Frosty and thinking, oh, my God, what the hell do they do to his voice? Did they make him Homer Simpson? No, they made him Patrick. Yeah, and then I looked it up, and apparently, yeah, he's Patrick from SpongeBob. Yeah, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Bill Fabergé egg. Bill <laughs> Fabergé egg. Yes, Fr- Frackin' Baber. Frackin well, Baber. here's the deal: the dad is Tom Kenny, who does SpongeBob. Yeah, and Frosty is Bill Fabergé egg, who does <laughs> Patrick. And yeah. So I watched well, the DVD. Yeah, I don't. It must maybe you know maybe. But on the DVD, it's all you know. Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds. It's like this really? is 2005. This is way past Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Why would you not use those two to promote this movie? Yeah. You know the yeah. guys from SpongeBob. The voices yeah, from the guys absolutely. from SpongeBob. They're nowhere on the front cover of this DVD. I don't know why they didn't use those two. Unless they were I much more they prevalent. Asked not to be identified. <laughs> Unless they didn't want to be identified as SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> yeah, we want to break out. As the movie goes along, Frosty devolves into Patrick. Yeah. You can totally tell by the end. It's like, oh man, he he, he sounds and he. He has actions just like Patrick. If we were on our podcast, the Or Is It podcast, I have an Or Is It for this movie. Okay. And and it would be Frosty the Snowman, the story of Frosty, the child sexual predator who destroys a cult. Yeah, he's a one-man army shaking down that cult. That's pretty... (laughs) But we'll get to that later. So we'll just get into it. (laughs) Yeah. The the movie starts with Burt Burt Reynolds singing Frosty the Snowman. Okay, so that was him actually singing. That was, because on the DVD, narrated and sung by Burt Reynolds. Uh, It's also in the opening credits, too. Well, the opening credits on the DVD, the the original Frosty, Santa Claus is Coming to Down, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all the classics. And once you see that, it's like, I want to watch all of them and not this movie. Not this one. Well, yeah, it's that classic never show a better movie during your movie or in your movie. Then they just want to watch that. I got to say, though, I did not know this was 2005. I knew nothing about this going in. If I watched this as a kid, I was probably, well, you know what, 2005, I mean, I would have been, I wouldn't have been a kid. So I wasn't watching this. No, none of us were. On TV. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I had cable in 2005. So, but I will say what they did right is that they got the animation style and the dialogue and everything, those sensibilities of the original. It really does look like it was made, you know, like the year after the original Frosty. Oh, I just It's got, I, I think it has that look and feel to it. It's uh, just, that's what my original, as soon as we got into it, I'm like, oh, okay. This is reminis- very reminiscent of that original style. I couldn't maybe, tell you what year it was. Maybe in the opening credits, but once they get into the actual town, I was like, oh, no, this is very much in the 2000s. Well, it's, I mean, 2005, though, you know, I mean, expected 
Frosty to be like a gun-toting, you know, revenge porn maniac. You know what I mean? Like it's, we had just come through the 90s where that was all the, the rage during, uh, you know, in, in pop culture and stuff like that. Punisher and things like that. So, I mean, you know, 2005, it's extreme! Woo! That's what I was expecting. I would expect from 2005 Frosty. The 2000s Frosty, I was kind of expecting the angry white boy yeah, uh, yeah, Lincoln Park version of uh, Frosty the Snowman. Oh, y- yeah. If it was two thousand, he'd be wearing a black leather trench coat and yeah. just yeah, yeah, exactly. So this ain't your modest Frosty. Woo, you know. <laughs> the style of the characters in the movie is very nineteen fifties, which yeah. becomes apparent at the end of the at the end of the movie. We know why this is, and we'll get to that when we get there. But the movie starts oh. with. What's oh, okay. I didn't see it that way, but go ahead. I kind of saw it as um, a modern day thing with, uh, I called uh, the family, uh, the father of the family, uh, who is sort of ex, kind of the main character. Uh, he's a combo of a friendly, uh, of Danny Tanner and a, fram- a family friendly version of Bing Crosby. Not beating his kids. But, but almost behind the scenes, he probably is. But anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I based saw, on like, what I, I see in this movie, with with this guy, I see ex-military who's seen some shit, and he's not going to stand for that in his house. Yeah, he he did a couple of tours in Iraq, and not in and his town either. Not in his town. Yeah, he there will be law and order. This guy's like Emperor Palpatine, man. Everything's got to be his way. Ooh. Yeah. So the movie starts with Burt Reynolds doing this narrator, and then Frosty's hat has been chained up into a bunch of cases. So this is just an odd opening. It doesn't explain... The hat just bursts out. It bursts out of its chains and it starts flying around the town. But it's not explained why at this time, why now, after all these years, this hat has finally has the power to break free. No explanation. It just starts with this hat flying around town. and Magic? So as you guys were hinting, like a cult... This town is run by Tommy Tinkerton's dad, who is the mayor. And it's sort of like like Stepford Wives. It's yes. Oh yeah. Like that new movie all, out there, uh, all, Don't Worry, Don't Worry Darling. I haven't That's seen what that. That's this town. Is. Well, oh, no, I, I haven't no, seen no, it either. I know what but... you're talking about. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. Still be a wild movie? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Of course it's Florence Pugh cuz anytime there's a cult and Someone needs to be snapped out of it. It's always Florence Pugh. Look at Midsummer. So all look at Black Widow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all these kids are sort of brainwashed into follow the rules, never step out of line, never have fun. So they they march to school, and it's all very militant. And yeah, I'm not sure if the wife has been gaslit into believing this is the way, oh, or whether yeah. or whether she honestly believes this. I just think that as soon as everyone's out of the house for school and work, she has a, a cigarette and a glass of wine just to get through her day. No, no, I think she goes back, sits in the living room in, in a in a state of uh, non animation until her family <laughs> resumes at home. Oh, she, she plugs just, into a USB yeah, port. Yeah, she just plugs and, in and just stays still. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, because she's very step for wife, and so is she the rest is of the family. Yeah. So are the yeah. rest of the families in the towns. They're all just, nope, we have to do it and this way because the mayor says so. Why? So Tommy has a brother, and this other brother is very gung-ho. You know, he's he's with his dad. Yeah, we're following the rules. We're not doing anything wrong. We're not stepping out of line. He's like his dad. This, is, uh, this kid, I think he, uh, this is the guy that wants to go to military school. This kid, you know what I mean? Like, you know how bad kids get forced yeah. into military school? This kid, he's got the buzz cut. He's high and tight. You know what I mean? He's he's ready for to, to do his part for... If this know, was for, the Hunger Games, he would be from District 1. Yeah. yeah he would yeah. sign up for it every year. Yeah, he wants to be G.I. Joe. This is... Yeah. yeah. You say that they were walking to school, but on this day there was a patch of ice. Um, mm. And you can tell that this story is not taking place in Canada because they do not know how to walk on ice. That's a good point. That's a good point. That, that so. would that, there'd be difficulty shooting that scene in Canada because we, I think figure, I, we my, figure it my, out. It looks weird, but we figure it out and we don't fall down. You know. My note uh, literally is: Obs not Canadian can't walk or drive on ice. <laughs> yeah. And the, so when they slip on the ice, it turns into the opening of I believe it's Superman three. Three, yeah. 
when you have this Rube Goldberg yeah. set, set of like series of unfortunate events that cascades into get things getting worse and worse and worse. I was like, you're right, Derek. I yeah. I yeah. This was this would be like if Southern California suddenly got hit with snow. Yeah. Oh, it's like here in in Texas. If we get hit with a, any ice, everything shuts down. I mean, we have to. We literally have to wait because we don't have salt trucks. Oh. So if we get ice. We literally have to wait for the sun to come out and melt the ice. That's the only thing we can do. <laughs> Whoa, kids! Can, just, our airports don't. Our airports don't have de-icers. What? So if you're flying out of Houston, if you're flying out of Houston or Dallas and it snows, you just literally have to wait for the sun to come and melt the snow. Doesn't the every second the person in the United States have a flamethrower? We have humidity throwers. It's not the heat; <laughs> yeah. it's the humidity. Yeah. Well, it's also twenty-four fucking degrees where you are right now. So. I gotta ask minus two out? for us. So yeah, which is not that cold, but which I'm, is about gotta, forty degrees for you. Are people out in their front, you know, walkways with like table salt, trying to kind of do that thing? Is they that... have. I I did. I have done that. You've done I that have taken table, literal yeah. table salt. I have, I live on a second floor. I have steps. I have literally taken table salt and salted the steps. I've done did that before work? here in Houston. It did work. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. You're, you're good. better off just to get a, a garden hoe and just and just stab it. You can tell we don't want to talk about this movie because we're talking well, about the fucking weather. Well, welcome, uh, yeah. Welcome to the ice uh, the ice tips podcast with uh, you know. yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to before we get on, we were talking about the family and the father has this pin called the number one pin, and mm. he he will choose which son is number one. So the father is actually. Like pitting the children for his love. I want to be number one. I want to be number one. It's like it's just really, I, I yeah, don't but, know what they were trying to convey with this. Yeah, it, but did you see how they chose number one? It was a two-question family dinner time quiz. <laughs> Question one. Your salad and soup course are presented at the same time. Set salad aside. Three o'clock. Using soup spoon, largest on the table. Move soup in counterclockwise motions to cool. Never blow, never slurp, never set soil spoon on tablecloth. Wait until others have finished before moving on to the salad course. Ooh, look out. Queen of England. Line one. Wants to know if you're available for tea? <laughs> Loser. What is that? A backwards L? You are! Hey, hey, hey! Sportsmanship, boys! Tommy can still redeem himself in the bonus round! Which foods are appropriate to eat with one's fingers? Artichokes, asparagus, or gerbs! Crudite, crepes, cocktail wieners, olives, pickles, nuts, deviled eggs, chips! Yes, 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 yes! Where the second question is the bonus round? <laughs> what? You can't even sink right. into the game. It's like, oh, don't worry. You're one question behind. You can catch up with the lightning round, which is one question. <laughs> Whatever. But okay. Well, I talk about filler in a movie. My lord. Like, yeah, I, I guess it establishes yeah. character, but, but it's like, okay, we get it. He's militant and... So you have the two kids, the one with the high and tight haircut. He's dad's favorite because he always follows the rules. Then the younger kid, he's got kind of a sweat kind of look to his hair. He's the rebel. He doesn't always do what he's told. Yeah. You know, he'll he'll jaywalk, which is probably, you know, punishable by hanging in that town. Probably. So. <laughs> and he also has a crush on Sarah. From this point on in the podcast, I refer to Tommy as Timmy because I'm an idiot. The four main kids are Timmy and his brother and Sarah and... Uh, Walter. Who is the... Walter. And then there's a set of triplets that also come in. And there's the a set of triplets. Oh, they're just hired goons, though. Yeah. Yeah. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, that's what I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, while all this is happening, Frosty's hat is just whipping around in the air. The kids yeah. see it, it's like, ooh, and it actually, like... Thumps on the window while Timmy's in school. And uh, so they go to school and they have, and there's this insane principal. And principal, what's the principal's name? Principal uh, Pankle. Pankle, yeah. 
Played by Larry Miller, by the way. Larry Miller. Yeah, Larry Miller. One, I, I was one. Yeah, Larry Miller. If you don't know who Larry Miller is, Larry Miller is a fantastic stand-up comedian. Five stages of drinking. Yes. That's what he's, and, and he's always like the 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 mean hotel manager, or yeah, like he's that guy. He's the mean principal. He's that guy you've seen in in a movie. Yeah, he's. Uh, I guess he's most famous for he played uh, the. Dean or whatever in the uh, uh, Nutty Professor movies. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. He was also yes. the villain in uh, Chairman of the Board, starring Carrot Top, which we covered. Oh, yes. And Where I believe he was the villain in Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yes, he was. So, but uh, great character actor. And, uh, oh, great really character great actor, comedian. fantastic stand Really great, yeah, really great comedian, too. But he has that voice, that that He, he does voice, have that voice. That, and I was wondering, the voice sounded familiar, and I couldn't so place familiar. it, so I looked it up. Yeah. yeah. At I, knew first right, I, I knew right away. I was like, at uh, yeah. First, at first, I thought it was David Coker. Or Kochner? Or Kechner. Kechner. Yeah. Um, but then I saw His it. is more nasally, that voice. His is yeah. a little more nasally, but but it would have been just as good. David Kechner also yeah. can, he can play like the dumb idiot, but also the uh, hard ass as well, if he needs to, so. But yeah, yeah, Larry Miller, great choice for who essentially yeah. ends up being the villain. Honestly, the opening of the movie, I'm thinking it's the dad, right? It's just going to be the kids kind of turning the dad around, which well, right sort of happens, bat. but ends up, of course. And then when you find out Larry Miller's in it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, there's the villain right there. Right off yeah. the bat, I thought this was a sequel to the original Frost of the Snowman. Mm. So I thought the dad was the little boy from that original uh, special, all, all grown up. All grown up, eh? I mean, kind of. I was right. Kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of. But we'll because get to that. Because we do get really the only connection from the original Frosty to this Frosty is... Is the magician. Is the magician, who is Timmy's grandfather, so he'd be the mayor's father. Yeah, yeah. But they retell the origin, and it and it is nowhere near close to the original Frosty. <laughs> it's very confusing. It's a reboot. It's a reboot. Yes, it's a Frosty reboot. By the way, uh, what house has floor to uh, floor to ceiling windows? <laughs> his house, the front of his house, front of Tommy's, the Tinkerton's house, is like four or five panels of floor. To ceiling windows to the front, no curtains. Oh, no. So everybody can see into their house at all times. Yeah. I don't know so, if this was by design because he's the mayor, but and the leader of the cult. But it's it's funny that you bring that up now. This is just going to be for the three of us. Uh, I think what the living room would look like is how I look right now because the sun is beaming. <laughs> yeah. For those listening, through the sun your is beaming blinds. through my window, and I am just completely whited out here <laughs> on the, on on camera. But yes, I imagine that's what floor to ceiling windows would do because I don't even have that, and it's bright as hell in here now. All of a sudden, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like uh, like the father, the mayor is so like he. He has a clipboard, and everything has to be on time, including the sun. He talks to the sun every morning. That is some... Hey, yes. hey that's big boy, some thanks freaky, for... That's some awesome mutant powers. I yeah, control like, the sun? Are you kidding me? That's He's like the best X-Man. <laughs> and another reason why I thought this was a cult is because there's a statue of the man. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. If you hadn't, I was gonna. <laughs> this guy... There's like, a statue of the current... Of, yeah, there's a statue of himself outside City Hall or wherever it is. The school. That uh, outside of the school. Sorry, outside. Of the, like, talk about gaslighting. Now we're into. Yeah. What's that? Um, that like Handmaiden's Tale type shit. From yeah. What I heard of that. I've never actually seen it, but I heard it's very culty and gaslighting. Um. Yeah. Like, come on. You know, that again. This is like emperor palpatine shit who had his own statue erected in his honor you know what i mean on coruscant it's this is very like the the balls to uh, like a gold sta i want a gold statue in my honor like i am yeah. that damn good who the fuck are you <laughs> i'm tinkerton motherfucker you know that's <laughs> well so this but i'm i think that plays into Larry Miller being the villain, which we'll find out later. I think all of the mayor being perfect and with the statues, that all that is all that has fed 
you know, the the evil that's in the the principal, the Larry Miller character. That's true. That's true. I think we also yeah. have to need need to bring up that uh, Timmy has a crush on Sarah. Oh yes, yes. you were yes, you're talking about that. Yes. Which is and also uh, so uh, Timmy is a Timmy is a white boy and Sarah is a black girl. So it was a very progressive having you know these two have a crush on each. Well, he has a crush on her and you know the, him trying to date her, him trying to be her boyfriend. I thought that was refreshing that they they actually did break out of the stereotypical white person has to wait, date a white person. So I I thought that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, the, having a little bit of a you know an innocent uh, romantic romantic interest kind of breaks away a little bit from some of these like your longer running ones like Peanuts and stuff like that will have so and so's got a crush on so and so, right? But it's all filler. It's, uh, it's really... all filler. Oh, but, oh yeah. Yes. That wants to be a city planner. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Yes. yes. She wants to be the city planner. Yeah. That really like. <laughs> That, no, no, no. Not yeah, she's she, eight, and she wants to be an urban planner. That, okay, that's kind of ridiculous in and of itself. But the fact that the <laughs> that she has to do this in secret? What parent <laughs> in the right mind would not be completely encouraging this type of behavior? This is what every parent, uh, I, I, from my understanding, eventually wants. Not all to be city planners, but to be this dedicated to, I'm going to get a good paying job. I'm, I'm going to get a I'm civil gonna, servant job and I'm so, going, yeah. I will move out of the house at 18. I will do my four years at school. I will get my degree. I will get a good job. And then I will repeat the cycle of whatever else. You know what I mean? Like, no, But no. no, they want to gaslight her into being, what's it, Molly Housewife or something like that. Yeah. Right? No, a, 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 piano, a pianist. She oh, pianist. No, no. Yeah. Yes. Her mother wants her to learn how to play piano so that she can attract a man, which is what she did. So she's then, so then she becomes a housewife. Yes, you are there correct. It is. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally just finished watching this, so it's really <laughs> <laughs> um, right, right. So like even worse, right? And this is two thousand five. <laughs> this but is two thousand five. But also the, the thing. Town. But also the thing is, with, with her mother, it doesn't make any sense because oh, I want you to learn how to play piano so that you can attract a man. But yet she's writing her own songs. She's composing her own songs on piano. She's like, no, no, no. You just need to play your scales. Men are attracted to, to, to women who can play scales. I'm like, no. No. If I heard da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, that over and over again, turn off right away. I just think they're trying to, you know, they're heavy-handedly saying that everything should be this. A, a man doesn't want a woman who is different. Yeah, a man wants a line. woman. She does what she's told. He comes home from work. She's there with dinner. That's what they're trying to establish here. How this town is. This town is very. Yeah. Men go to work. Women stay at home. That's right. Men. Men that's don't what want a free t- thinker. They don't want a free thinker. No. So don't. So stop that. Stop your city planner. Porn and, and now that I think about it, this is this. This is really. That's a really odd subplot of a Christmas movie. Yeah. Aimed at kids. Or a movie about a magical snowman. And they're talking about career yeah. pathing with young children. It's You don't get... Here's the thing. I, <laughs> I I said this to Mark. I'm like, I hope you guys recently watched it. Cause, well, And, and uh, Derek, you said you did. I watched this like two days ago. And I am having trouble remembering. <laughs> I can clearly... I've seen the original Frosty the Snowman. I haven't seen that in over a year. And I can clearly remember what happened in that, and, and, and the fact that it's only twenty-two minutes probably helps. But, yeah, yeah. But I, but I can remember that, and it's like I just recently saw this, and I and I am trouble just piecing it together in my mind. What happened? Yeah. Well, you got to think about it this way because I think this is a great parallel. The song "Frosty the Snowman" takes thirty seconds to sing. So when you hear yeah. it on the radio, usually it's just Frosty the Snowman sung three different times with something in between, like jingle bells or cloppity clops or whatever, sound effects. Yeah. The story of Frosty the Snowman is 22 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And because we proved that back in the 80s. 
This is seventy five. <laughs> so there's got to be a lot of filler. In there. They they went yeah. I- they went Icarus on this. They flew too close mm. to the sun. Because twenty two mm. minutes is exactly what you need story. back in the day. Back in the day for well, a TV they- special for a half hour TV show, it had to be twenty two minutes. Canada has a show that says this hour is twenty two minutes for that reason. Yeah. So to that yeah. seventy five, you're looking at an hour and a half or two hour movie all of a sudden based on a twenty two minute cartoon. What no, you but doing? you're absolutely right. If they were a half hour, or if they were an hour, it would only be like 45 minutes 40, with commercials. 40, yeah, yeah, like 44, 45, yeah, yeah. And because you look back at all those, they're either 22 minutes or 45 minutes, and those are pretty much the perfect amount of time. You get in, you get out, you have the Christmas, you get the Christmas spirit, all the padding is gone. And like here, like you said, this just, I don't know how many shots of the hat not even frosty, just the fucking no, hat. Just the hat. It's just flying around. That's how the hat is. You were talking about his house being all windows. The hat is like knocking on Timmy's window to get him to come out, Bruh. and Timmy doesn't. And Timmy doesn't want to break the rules, so he doesn't. So then the hat goes next door to Walter's house. Walter grabs the hat and he goes flying, and he builds a snow. And this the first the first scene with Frosty. It's just so incredibly underwhelming. It's where, also kind of creepy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, I hate to give that to this, but I kept thinking this throughout the, the entire special. He, he takes Walter out on this flying thing, and it kind of reminded me of, like, uh, Edward taking Bella through the trees. <laughs> the you know? Where he's kind of, like, you know, seducing her. Yeah, with the with the glittery and the vampireness, really trying to like, impress her, and yeah. And then, he, like the hat falls not on a snowman, but on a pile of snow, and it just oh, okay, that's enough. Like sure. before, you had to make a snowman and put the hat on the snowman. Yeah. No, now you just put the thing on whatever. Um, the, the hat spent twenty years in a box. It must have done something to pass the time. Yeah, I'm guessing but even, working on the magic, maybe like oh, when I get out. I'll be able to create a snowman out of anything. But even like, even like later when he like when he busts out uh, Sarah, because he always comes at night, too. By the way, which is creepy. Yeah, very he comes at night. He knocks on the kid's window. Hey, come out and play. That sort of like that vampire from Salem's Lot. Yeah. <laughs> and like when he goes to meet Sarah, he's like, "Oh, hey." He's like, "Actually, the quieter I talk, the harder you have to listen." Yeah, oh, so. that- and he goes, and he goes. He literally goes. He goes. Tell me your secrets. And she's like, well, I don't really. I want to play my own music, and I want to be a figure skater, and I don't want to be like my mother. And he's like, okay. Hello. Hello. You talk. So do you. I talk all the time, actually, but no one ever seems to hear me. Maybe you're talking too loudly. Is that right? In fact, the quieter I talk, the more attention you have to pay just to hear what I'm saying. Wow, you're right. (laughs) So, Sarah, what is it that you have to say? Dear Miss Barker. I am not my mother. What's that? I must be tired. Dear Miss Barker, I cannot thank you enough for the... I like tea time. What? I want to play my own music. What is the meaning of this? I don't like having long hair. Sarah? Is that you? And I'd like to learn to ice skate, if you please. Ice skate? Ice skate? I love to ice skate! I am getting so creeped out over this Friday. I was too. And the fact that he sounds like fucking Patrick from SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, he sounds like Lenny from Mice and Men. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just playing with the rabbits, just playing with the kids, and he snaps the neck. Okay. That's what I'm getting out of this thing when I'm watching it. Maybe I'm reading it. Yeah, it's like the original. You never got that from the original Frosty. You got that maybe he was a bit naive, but this one you can survive that he's that he's a little slow. Yeah, and like and Lenny is actually a, a great yeah 
comparison to I how would. Frosty comes across. Because he'll just show up. Like, in the original Frosty, for the most part, he's playing with all the kids at once. Like yeah. you said, here, he's playing with one child at a time. Almost like creating his own cult. Yes. Yeah. No, because the narrator actually says it. it's like uh, it's like oh the club that uh, the Frosty Club the the uh, made of the kids of only the kids who knew about Frosty was growing and I'm like <laughs> they learn from their parents who basically yeah, are in I a guess. cult of their own so this is all they know so when in doubt start a cult I guess is the town's motto. Weird. We worship the snowman. The so snowman weird. is all. We worship the snowman. The snowman is all. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. And then it gets really meta, where Timmy goes to the library, oh, God. and then he finds a Frosty the Snowman comic book. Yeah. Which is about what's happening to them, or what had happened. He reads a he reads the comic book, and it shows how Frosty came to life in this version. And there's a child, and then right there and then I go, well, that's obviously his dad, which it turned out to be later. I mean, that was not a surprise, and nobody was shocked by that. And then the comic book is not finished, so the comic is magic. So as things go along, the comic book writes itself. But but then he wishes for the story to be finished because he wants to read ahead, I guess. Hmm. And that's in the final panel shows uh, the principal taking over. And he still can't figure out that, hey, maybe the principal's the bad guy. So people are, the kids are seeing Frosty and they're telling the adults. The mayor, Timmy's dad, he's sort of questioning in it and we'll find out why. But then the principal knows what's happening, so he has to stop this. So the principal tricks Walter into having a play date with Frosty. Mm-hmm. And while this happens, yeah, Frosty throw, uh, goes through the ice. They're ice skating. He falls through the ice. His hat comes off of him. And then the principal steals the hat again. Yeah. So explain to me, because I've, I've lived in the frigid Arctic Great White North my entire life. I ha- I don't understand the logic of Frosty falling through a frozen lake and quote unquote melting. Yeah, no, that's not how. That how works. does a snowman melt in frozen fucking water? Yeah, that doesn't. That's not how that works. <laughs> if anything, he just should have popped out solid. Right? Yeah, yeah. If it, yeah, he yeah, would, yeah. You put water on it and it freezes to ice. Like it's somehow somehow in this city. Ice is frozen, water underneath, boiling hot. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's instantly frozen. But he should have. Yeah, he should have uh, tin manned it. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. well, they got part of it right because the, the, yeah. the, <laughs> did you say flamethrower? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the hat is the magic talisman. Separate the body from the hat, and the snowman is no longer magically imbued. So yeah. that part sounds. Comic book logical. I'm gonna I'm gonna just try and coin a new phrase because it okay. obviously none of this makes any real sense because you know. But comic book logic or or sci fi logic would be like yeah okay you separate the magic talisman and then okay but then yes it gets into well no it, it would just be the snowman probably would just sink I think to the bottom of the lake and probably. just stay there the body because it's got well, the it's hat got, too well that's well, instantly freeze to the snowman but if you're if you're going by the laws okay yeah well assuming it, it, assuming the fishing pole which I think is funny it separates the hat from the the body yeah, also that he has a fishing pole if, yeah. if all he needs to do is separate the hat from the snowman just use the fishing pole what would have been a great shot is you see in all those horror movies where the body is just floating underneath the ice yes just frosty yeah. does frosty <laughs> floating underneath the ice right. yeah. <laughs> You know, just trying to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so to set this up, so the kids are talking about Frosty, and the parents are freaking out. The cult is freaking out. It's like, kids are having imagination. We have to stop, have this. To stop this. And the mayor, T- Timmy's dad, sort of has a mental breakdown. So that's when the principal steps in. He takes over the job of mayor. So now he's mayor and principal. And okay. now, he has the pla- now he has the magic hat. So there's no more Frosty. 
So now the principal is in charge with no interference from Timmy or Frosty or Timmy's dad. Qu- question, I'm hoping one of you, uh, Derek, because you just watched it, please help mm-hmm. me remember. Are there any policemen in this movie? No. This not a, a one. This cult not has a such, one. Uh, this cult has such a stranglehold in this town, they do not even need law enforcement. There's one security guard who guards the school. The guards this, yes. The, so the two, obviously, the two most important positions are mayor and principal in this town. I'm sorry, it's not mayor. Mayor is elected. No, it's true. And can't be passed over. Yeah, that's. True. You don't know this cult. And then taken back. <laughs> you know yeah, the, you're, you're right. This Spoiler, is, but yeah, yeah, he just. Uh, this is a, a coup, essentially. This is, this is not just not mayor. This is clipboard commander. Is what it is. Yeah, clipboard commander. Yeah, <laughs> I am clipboard so like, commander now. <laughs> <laughs> like the next day at school, after he has the hat, he so he turns into this maniac. He just gives a speech at the school, where basically saying, "I'm in charge. You kids do what I say, no matter yeah. what." Principal Pankley. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Uh, Mayor Pankley. Hey! Oh, sorry. Mayor Principal Pankley will now take the stage. All rise. Thank you, Ms. Sharpie. And thank you, children. Thank you, thank you. It is a new day. As some of you may know, Mr. Tinkerton has passed the clipboard to me. I am now your leader. Right. Over the past several weeks, some of you may have thought that you saw something or met... Where's the hat? What? He's gone. And I know you had something to do with it, Walter. I don't know what you're talking about. The age of Pankley is upon us. Children are to follow the rules. Parents are to ask no questions. And Evergreen shall do only what Pankley says. Pankley says stand up. Pankley says touch your heads. Pankley says hop on one foot. (laughs) Now stop. Ah, ah. Pankley didn't say to stop, did he? that be a lesson to you. Let that be a good lesson to you all. Now, Pankley says, go back to class. Well, I think in a cult like this, the, the school would be probably the most important thing because you're then programming the children to be the next generation to keep this going. Right? So that's yeah. why, like, principles almost more important And that's why they don't want frosty, they don't want imagination, yeah. they want everything to be the status quo. They don't need any city planners, apparently, so... No! They need more housewives who can play the piano. Yeah. By the way, by the way, she's a shitty uh, city planner because she builds a model of the city that already exists. But anyway... <laughs> Um, oh, like, oh, this is sorry. the way I would make it. Oh, but it looks exactly, exactly the, same the same as it does now. Okay. My, by the way, but not for nothing, um, she makes a city out of ice, and the center of it is yellow. Canadians know what yellow snow means. No, no no, 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 no. Do you not remember that? That's that's where Frosty encouraged her to steal. Yeah. Because the hat um, spins off the, the, the hood ornament from uh, the mayor's car. Drops it on the ground, and the mayor, of course, of the mayor, um, the hood ornament of the mayor is the um, city building, city, city hall, city, I guess, city hall or whatever it is, yeah. and it sits in the middle of the town. So when the hat brings it off, she comes by. She's like, "Oh, I guess I can just take this because Frosty said steal." She's never, she never returns it. She's never called to task about it. That's she true. never gets in trouble for it. That's true. So. She just gets In the world of Frosty the Snowman, hey, fuck it, steal shit off of people's cars. And then that's what she uses for the... Which is another thing, too, by the way. She's like, um, later on, like he, he crashes into the thing and he gets up. She's like, oh, my centerpiece is gone. He goes, it's inside me. 
It's like, oh, that's very nice, right? No, it's literally inside me. Reach yeah. into me and take it. I'm like, mm-hmm. ew. Oh, yeah, I was just hoping he, w- he wouldn't do anything weird. Like, oh, that feels so good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then he hugs her. I'm like, oh, ew. Yeah. This is this discussion is definitely more interesting than the movie because now I'm almost in my, <laughs> in my head. I'm now seeing what it would take, like a cult, and then a counter cult. You know what I mean? Like this is how you break a cult is by starting your own. And now Start we're seeing from like, first is like acts of uh, acts of defiance is step one apparently, right? You got to get the yeah. children to break away from the rule. Then you know, then you can program them to do what you want to do. So that's what Frosty's doing. He's he's swooping in on this cult and he's starting his Which, own. And I want to bring this up too, because Scott, you brought up the, uh, the the trial, I guess, where they, or the town meeting, I guess. Where they yes, hand over, whatever that was. They mm. hand over the, the clipboard commandership. Um, <laughs> the parents are always saying, it's like, oh, these people are making up Frosty the Snowman. They're making up Frosty the Snowman. They're making up Frosty the Snowman. I'm like, you were just neglectful parents. For the last two days, Frosty has been walking around in broad daylight with half a dozen children following him. You are just neglectful parents. You just haven't looked out your window. Or you would have seen this guy. So the principal has the hat, which he puts in the school Why? under a glass dome. He, so he's displaying this hat. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. And the kids the kids that want to steal the hat back, which they easily do because it's oh, out yeah. in the open in the school. Yeah. Yeah, you should have put it back in the lockboxes and then sunk it in the frozen water. Jason Jason Voorhees, that shit. Mm-hmm. Chain, yeah, put a chain around it and just have it. See, now that would have been a great scene with the hat with a chain around it and Frosty just floating right next to it. They're yeah. so close. They're so the body and the yeah, it just kind of sinks yeah. and lands on top of the body, like it just uh, at the bottom. Send of the it lake. to space. Or since this town seems to have an unlimited budget, uh, put it in the center of the new statue that he's making in his honor and pour it. Yeah. Into, so it's encased in gold in the box. You know. Oh I mean? yeah, Jimmy Hoffa him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they'll never find this body. It's right in, the, in my golden statue. So good luck getting yeah. it there, kids. They could oh, do. Okay. They, so, they could melt down the statue. The old, the old principal or the <laughs> old mayor. And yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the revelation because we find out that so Tommy's father's was, was a magician, and it's, it was his hat that brought Frosty to life. And he and Pinkerton or Plankton or whatever Plank, <laughs> Plankle or whatever, yeah. the principal were friends. And I guess it's never really said, but I guess the friend was jealous because Tommy was hanging because out with Frosty the well, Snowman. Yeah, Timmy's dad, the mayor, was friends with Frosty, and the principal didn't like it. So the principal stole a hat in the first place and locked it up for 20 or 30 years or however long it was. Right. Timmy is reading this comic, this magical comic book. It tells what happens. And it also says if the principal still is in charge... It's going to get even more culty. So the kids steal the hat back, make another Frosty, put it on Frosty. Frosty comes to life. And now the parents are there because the parents are finally out looking for their kids. Yeah, um, thank you. So Ugh. Frosty comes to life. The The dad, the mayor, the dad remembers that he, he knew Frosty. And he asked what happened. And Frosty's like, well, I was sidetracked. And they look at the principal and the principal tries to run away, and he falls in the ice. But he's fine. Yeah, he stands up. He stands up in the ice. Ugh. You know what's missing from this Christmas special? What's that? Christmas! Oh, you know, that's a good point. No Christmas decorations? No. Nothing. Yeah. Christmas decorations, there's no meaning of Christmas, there's nothing to do with Christmas at all. No, this is a cult town story. This is... This is... Yes. This is the village. This is Children of the Corn. This yeah, yeah, the, vi- the village. Oh. <laughs> Everything, Children of the Corn meets the village. Yeah, uh, it's happy, Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. And a little Nightmare on Elm Street. A little Nightmare on Elm Street with Frosty invading your dreams. Yeah. Well, no, f- hear, hear me out on this one. Okay. So in much the same way Freddy w- we find out Freddy was killed by the townsfolk and then he comes back for their children. Oh, yeah, okay. This hat was imprisoned wrongly for 30 years. 
Now he's back, and he's after your children. Yep. Hey, listen, it's been 20, 30 years. We don't talk well, yeah, about well, Frosty. We don't say his name. <laughs> Freddy and Frosty both wear a hat. Yep. Yeah. Both have magic powers. And both like, are after your children. <laughs> we just vilified I, the hell out of Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> I have I have this one note, like the girl, when they're, when they're doing the skate, when they're trying to get the hat away from the thing, she's skating down the pond, and her blade breaks? That's not how that works. <laughs> Blades will fall off. Um, usually it's during a collision in a hockey game. I have never ever seen a blade shatter. Yeah, no. Through they... normal use, because apparently hers is made of glass. Well, actually, no. You know what? These are. It's, it's magical ice, isn't it? These are the yes. These are the ones he makes out of actual ice. So yes, they that they would shatter. They're oh, not, okay. I may the... have I may have missed that. They're they're, missed they're not the classic <laughs> the classic Namco hockey game blades. You know what? Steel. I don't think. Uh... I think Derek might have missed a lot. I don't think Derek was watching this movie very intently. No, I was watching it just every once in a while. I had to take my glasses off to rub yeah. my eyes and just going, what the fuck am I watching? Well, it breaks down. The mayor gets his clipboard back, so he's the mayor again. And the the townspeople, the kids and the parents both have this, all have this giant snowball fight. The principal has been defeated. He oh, yes. falls through a hole in the ice. He doesn't freeze to death. <laughs> no hypothermia. No. And then we show a shot of the next summer, and everything. the kids are being kids again. Or again, first time, I guess. The kids are being kids. They're letting kids be kids. So it's now a regular town, thanks to Frosty. Still yeah. still no police force, firefighters. You know, yeah. No. <laughs> no emergency services of any kind. They don't need it. No. But, the, but what... What gets me about this, or one of the things that gets me about this, is that the town, they're like, they were fine with the with Tinkerton being, you know, Mayor Tinkerton and his militant ways, right down to coaxing the sun to rise at his command. But yet somehow the principal, who basically would have maintained the status quo, I don't think he had any grand designs for anything worse than what was already going on. Somehow that's evil, because it's not Tinkerton. Do you know what his... What what they maybe I missed it. Is, maybe I missed it. Well, did, but they tease sort of uh, what his main goal is. I don't know if you saw it because in the school there's there's twelve picture frames and it's man of the month. Oh yes. And for the first eleven months from January to November, it's the mayor. But the last one is there, and then when he reveals that he's the evil guy, he looks in the the reflection of the glass and he smiles creepily. He's like ah, and it's like. All of this is to get Man of the Month? Well, I, I heard it comes okay. with a $50 gift card to Boston Pizza. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the one thing we... This is the Burt... The one thing we mentioned is Burt Reynolds is the narrator, and he pops up uh, repeatedly yeah. during the, during the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it turns out, Burt Reynolds is Timmy. Yeah. And Timmy has married Sarah. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds is an old man, so that's why I was saying it was sort of set in the 50s. If this is set in modern time, so that means that, yeah, so Burt Reynolds and Sarah, or Timmy and Sarah, they got married, and they grew up, and that's how we know the story is true. I don't think the movie was set in the 50s. It does, I, I, a lot of, of, when you said that, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of things that go that way. But the fact that there's an interracial relationship... Now, that was what I was going to say. I mean, I brought that up as well, or I thought of that as well, and I think that's just them modernizing. In the movie, there's no... Like, there's no cell phones, which were around in 2005. There's no computers, okay. which were around in 2005. Mm-hmm. It right. was... But here's my thing, too, is... Uh, and we go back to the to the fact that the only thing that relates to the original is the magician. Yes. So the magician... Um, in the original movie, now the original movie's made what seventy seven, seventy eight. It's it's in the mid to late sixties. Wow. I'm not sure, but it was made in the sixties. Wow. Okay. Could have fooled me. Um, so it's made. Okay, let's just say it's sixty five. That's the grandfather. Okay, and it looks exactly like the magician from that one. It's, it's the same character, um, except he's not evil and wanting to melt a snowman in a greenhouse. I think it was. But anyway. 
Yes, um, it was. So a if he's the grandfather, that means the son would have grown up to be an adult in what the seventies, the eighties, yeah, eighties or so, and then we would have had him to grow up another thirty years to be. So this would be yeah, roughly two thousand five modern day, right? So it's all pre- so, it's or all it's a complete reboot and fuck it. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with it's a complete <laughs> reboot and fuck it. Because if it was set in the 50s and they were about, let's say, 10. Mm-hmm. So that would have been 55 years in the future. 75. And that's about what I the narrator looked like around that mm-hmm. time. And I think that might have been right around how old Burt Reynolds was at the time. Sure. So that's what I'm going with. And sure. That it was set in the 50s. Which was fifty years ago, you know. So the so the narrator is between sixty five and seventy five, which is what he looks like. Now, either way, the fact that he's living in a cabin and in I, the middle of nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, leads me to believe that his belief in this magical snowman got him outcasted from society at one point. Uh, and when I was growing up, I made friends with this. <laughs> I made friends with this snowman. <laughs> like, yes. Okay, pal, whatever. <laughs> I, I, and we don't see Sarah. We just hear Sarah's voice. Yeah. So we don't know what Sarah looks like. Maybe she's just this poor... Disheveled. <laughs> she's just yeah. this poor, oh my God, I got to hear the fucking snowman story again. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't knocked me up at our prom, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think the timeline sort it. of works. Yeah. That's it. That is the legend of Frosty the, the Snowman. And it well, is we, just... What, did we miss something? I'm uh, sure we did. Well, sure. I mean, we we looked over the fact that their public library has a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> a hidden dungeon. A hidden dungeon. With Not everybody could in wander in. The, the hat had to lead them to the hidden dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so... someone what, yours doesn't? Someone knew that comic book was down there. And they left... The, the hat did! Yeah. The magical hat did! Yeah, the magical hat and the magical comic book. They went to I, college the magical, together. The hat gets more screen time than Frosty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I, I like that the, the, the story, the legend of Frosty the Snowman, is about how Frosty leads a kid to find a comic book about the legend of Frosty the Snowman. Right? That's more or less the story. Pretty much. More, With a whole lot of filler yeah. in there about city planning. A whole lot of... <laughs> Oh, and by the way, kids, if you're listening to this, if you see an avalanche, don't try and surf it. That's not going to help yeah. you. You're going to die. <laughs> like, Talk about filler. Oh, my God. Uh, surfing an avalanche. I'm like, that's, that's the... <laughs> you're so dead. <laughs> and for God's sake, yeah, if you are gonna, if you fall through ice, try to get out as soon as possible. Don't... <laughs> Can I can I sum- It's not the, the water's not going to be warm like they tell no. you in this. Can can I summarize something with my best like Burt Reynolds narration? Do it. Sure. <clears throat> well, kids, remember, if you have a problem, it isn't something that a little breaking and entering in some light assault can't solve. <laughs> oh, and that mean old principal? Don't worry about him. You'll never hear from him again. He died of hypothermia. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing I'll say is like Burt Reynolds when you could tell when he was recording his lines for this. Didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't he's, give a fuck. Yeah, you hear he's about just, people showing up drunk to the set? I bet you he did. Oh, I <laughs> what absolutely. Set? There wasn't a set. No, no, sorry, to re- but the recording session, right? He's got a. He's they got no, a they, they went to house. his house. They put a microphone in his house. It's like, no, no, they didn't bring a microphone. They brought like a. They brought like a like an early cell phone. Just put it right there. Yeah, and Apple they brought 3G like a Mister a Mister microphone. And yeah, just... I'm just saying that when he was recording this, there was a rock glass, some ice, and something else in there. That's all oh, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they had to edit out the clink 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 clink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah he's taking sips in between lines. And, yeah. Like the rest of the cast are all like Stress McNeil. You know, it's real, real professional professionals. Shit. Absolutely. Not him. He. <laughs> Flipped. Well, this had, had like, like uh, Bill Fabergé egg and and Tom <laughs> yeah. Kenny. This I don't know if this was the. I mean, well, SpongeBob's still around. You know, those were two popular voice actors. I looked through the cast. There's a lot of um, 
professional voice actors and actresses yep. in here. Yep, the, absolutely. This is the name that they just they just work all the time. Mm-hmm. And then there was I think there was a couple of younger stars who did the kids. That might have been Nickelodeon. I'm not sure, but so it wasn't a nobody cast. It was. There's some money and here. The, it, yeah. There was some money here. Larry, like I said, Larry Miller. You know, he's not a recognizable name, but once again, he's not a he's not a nobody that's going to work for nothing. The, there's one name that pops out, Tara Strong. She Tara uh, Strong. Tara Strong. Yeah, she works all the friggin' time. Like her IMDb yeah. credits, it's all animation, all voice work. But holy shit! But she's done like Justice League. Um, she, oh, she did like Animaniacs, Tiny Toons. Oh yeah, she yeah. did everything. Uh, she did video games like the Lego Marvel Spider Man. Uh, she's yeah. Mary Jane Watson. You know what I mean? Like she works all the time in some pretty like like pop culturey stuff. So I recognized her name as well. Uh, yeah, and this is right in the middle of. Well, she's still going strong, so no no pun intended. But I got a couple of friends that do voice work, and it was just like God. If I could get into that. Oh my God! I, I wish I I've wish heard I'd it. Done it. I've heard it's closely guarded. Yeah, it is. It's it's very it's very closely guarded. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen that? You ever seen that that movie? I know that voice. It's a very good documentary. I've I I I've, I've heard of it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think I have it. I think I'll it's try to it, find it. It's right. definitely it's a, a club. It's definitely a club. Like, and it's hard to get in. So, it, but there's only so much work to go around, and that's true. Well, it's like being a comedian. Is like there's only so much work to go around. Unfortunately, the rules to get into the comedian club are a little bit looser. Um, <laughs> slightly. <laughs> slightly looser. Yeah, they let me in. They'll let anybody in. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There ain't no, uh, you know, uh, go, a red velvet rope keeping people out <laughs> yeah. of the comedian. No, 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 no giant dude club. at the door saying, nope, nope, you're good. Nope, nope. nope. <laughs> feel, feel free to cut now, this there, out. There's bouncers keeping comedians out of the well-paid Yes, absolutely. Sure. Yes, yeah, that's, yeah. But that's the VIP different. room yeah. is was well guarded. The VIP room is well guarded, but this getting you're in the this getting to the front. It's like a strip club. You can get in the <laughs> yeah. front door, but it costs you a little more to get into the champagne. Room. <laughs> yeah. So this was the Legend of Frosty the Snowman. I guess you can tell by and all et of our <laughs> etc. That uh, this is just bad. Just it's, bad. Just don't. It's, just uh, watch uh, the original. Watch yeah. the original, and I'm not even sure. Frosty Returns, I don't even know about that one. I don't um, remember Frosty Returns, to be honest. It's John Goodman plays the voice of Frosty in that one. Oh, so, John Goodman. No, John Goodman, okay. But, but, yeah, just watch the original. Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Rudolph, Frosty. Just watch all the originals. Just yeah, the peanuts, skip this. Yeah. Peanuts. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, Charlie Brown. The kids aren't going to like it, and there's not going to be any nostalgia for any adults. If you think you're going to watch it and get a nostalgia for the original, you're not. You're just going to want to watch the original, so just watch the original. Yeah, you're absolutely... I I cannot think of one reason, unless you're doing a study on cults and how to break them. That's the only reason to watch this movie, and even then it's like, eh, it gives you some tips and tricks, but nothing really that you need to... There's there's better resources out there, I'm sure. Or if you're doing a favor for a friend in this podcast. Yes. That's the only reason. So. You're right. There is only one reason to watch this movie, and and we did it. You're right. Yeah. You're right, Derek. So, but at least we had fun doing it. So. Now, I've called in this favor, which means that now I am dreading the next call I get from you guys about what we're going to do on your podcast. So now uh, I owe you. The chair recognizes Derek? And I didn't. Oh, he's talking like Frosty. He's talking soft. Do you know... I've already got it planned. <laughs> and it's on YouTube. Oh. Wait, have you told me this yet? No, but you've seen it. Oh, no. <laughs> well, don't reveal it here. We won't no, reveal no, it no, here. No, no, no. I gotta... Oh, boy. <laughs> There's a nice little ditty at the end of the movie that's of a song that Mark might remember if he tries hard enough. No, no. <laughs> oh, boy. You can say All right. You can say it's your number two favorite movie. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead, go ahead, Scott. Uh, no, go ahead, guys. Uh, so we were talking about. I was talking about being on uh, their podcast. Tell them what it is. Gentlemen. I didn't even realize that was the that was the trade off. Uh, yeah, CanadianMovieCrew.com. Uh, we're taking a look at. Uh, well, lately we've been doing uh, film studies. We're looking at a bunch of different movies that are coming out of theaters. Um, or is it? Uh, we still have to dig into. And well, Scott, you'll help with that. Um, it's not a Christmas movie, but. We'll see. Now, speaking of Christmas movies, are you guys going to do Fright Night? 
or the, that new the Fright new Night. Santa Claus Die oh, Hard Violent, Night? Violent Night. Yeah. Violent Night. Yes. Not I do want to see Just, that. Yes. I, yeah, I do it, want to see if, that. Even if we don't do it, I still want to see it. I think that's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Leguizamo. But I do. You know what? I haven't even seen Violent Night, and it's, and watch that movie over this one. Yeah, yeah, I haven't even it's seen it, be and better. I'm actually giving that recommendation. So. Absolutely, I do have a recommendation. Fat Man came out last year. Yes, filmed up here, right near where I live, right now, uh, just down the road from where I Stars am. Stars Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. Trust me, you'll love it. Oh, it's so yeah, movie. yeah. Please, I, I would, I would do an episode of Scott just saw Fat Man like that, like we, and then just listen to everything <laughs> you have to say about it. We could point Great out all the all the references, like I've driven on that road that they're driving on, or whatever. But other than that, just hear your thoughts. Like, <laughs> all right, yeah. So CanadianMovieCrew.com, find us there. That's all. I know. Okay, yes, CanadianMovieCrew.com. I'm on quite a few episodes, so check out my episodes. Check out all the episodes. So Merry Christmas! Thank you guys for doing this for me. I know this was a bit of a chore to do. Like I said, I was going to do it by myself, but I just I knew I couldn't. I could never have talked over an hour about this movie by myself. No. Did we hit 75 minutes? <laughs> We're <laughs> have at, we gone more uh, than yeah, the hour? This movie, oh, we, if we, five more minutes in this, move, in this <laughs> podcast is as long as the movie. And you know what? Once I edit in some clips, All the clips? at the beginning, yeah. and we're going to hit 75. We're going to pass The Legend of Frosty yeah. <laughs> with no padding. And That's we, our Christmas gift to you. Just Scott. rambling stories about closed comedy clubs and <laughs> and we, we but but we and given, how to walk on ice. We, that's, I was going to say that's padding. Given, that's entertainment. We've given some helpful tips here for people, right? Don't try yeah. and surf an avalanche. Careful walking on ice. Like it's you know, <laughs> snow doesn't melt in the lake. Don't worry about it. You know, table salt will melt snow. Table that's salt another will, one. Yes, if you don't have people any, who live in the south. Yeah, if you don't have any road salt, we don't have salt trucks, but we do have Morton. Morton salt, the the little girl with the umbrella. Anyway, (laughs) all right. Merry Christmas, Scott. Merry Christmas, guys, and we'll see everybody here next time on the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com/slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. This should help people find the podcast when they're searching. Uh, No matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. And as for Tommy Tinkerton, once he found the courage to take action, he went on to accomplish great, great things. Hey. Hey. And Tommy grew up to have everything he ever wanted. Take it from me because, well, I happen to know Tommy Tinkerton pretty darn well. Thomas! Coming from the cold! You'll be hurt to death! Coming, Sarah! I'm coming! has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.